Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 132. It means forever and it's a mighty long time. <laughs> my name is Josh Canal. To my left, the wonderful Justin Hamilton. Thank you very much. Uh, what's, what's this music playing? I've always meant to ask. Is this uh, music created for the show? Well, or? well th- the man I'm about to introduce, Brett Cropley to my right. Good evening, viewers. We'll be able to answer that question for you. I made this music. Oh, really? Yes. It's cool. It's really cool. Because we had to have something that didn't have any copyright uh, for the podcast thing. Yeah, so you just went, here you go, I created this. Yep. Far out. I wish I could do things like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that'd be great. There's been lots of times that I've needed some music for lots of different situations. It would have been great to just go, yeah, I think I need something kind of jazzy. There it is. But as you can tell, even the tune I made with my mouth then wasn't jazzy. So there's no way I could do that with my fingers. <laughs> Actually, as I've been listening back to uh, the shows a lot more frequently these days with uh, so much time on the road, I've been thinking maybe I need to put together something new. Oh, really? Especially really? with the, the oohs and ahs. Because I've, I've been... That kind of makes me cringe a little bit these uh, days. It, it's made Marie Hardy cringe the, <laughs> the whole time, and now you're just kind of realising. I've been thinking the same thing with like the news theme and the uh, the I don't buy it theme, and uh, I've also been thinking, mm, maybe it's uh, it's time for a refresh. So, mm. hooray, hooray at boxcutters.net. Let us know what you think about uh, the, the little ids that we play and maybe we should synchronize the uh, update and the music with the update on the website yeah good luck there we go it's all coming together yeah yeah, give us a couple of years to get something together (laughs) (laughs) the the thing is justin and and the listeners don't know this uh but but they're about to find out i've been working on a redesign of the website for quite some time now and what's quite some time oh about 12 months right yep that's quite some time yeah yep and uh (laughs) And, and I've got it all... I just have to kind of meld the code together. Mm-hmm. So so I've got exactly how it's supposed to look. I know exactly how it's supposed to look. I've written all the HTML and all the CSS. Mm. But then this is, you know, hyper nerd speak. But I have to uh, now incorporate that HTML into PHP, test it, make sure it works, and then take all the elements of our blog and put it into this, uh, th- this new design. And yeah. it's that last little bit that I just can't get myself to do. Yeah. Of course, you know, I say I just don't have enough time. Yeah. You know, I have no <laughs> idea what, what any of that meant, and yeah. that made me decide that you shouldn't bother doing it. Oh, thanks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you understand it. I don't understand it, and it still sounds like a lot of work to me. <laughs> It it is it is, but I, I do plan to do it. So uh, at some stage, uh, the people... great thing is once you get that uh, once you get the theme all encapsulated, uh, then I'll update the blog and it'll break. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and that's uh, that, that's also what I, what I'm worried about because because I'm going with a, a three column design and WordPress doesn't work very nicely right. with a, a three column design. It's uh, yeah. Hey, this show's all about television. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is all about TV. We've got some crap TV. There was some major crap TV during the week. So, uh, we get Justin, crap TV is, is not about bad television shows. Mm. It's about networks doing the wrong thing. Ah, uh, okay. Just, just so you know. That's, that's what crap TV is. We're going to have a little chat about Lost. Yes. And what it all means. Yes. Uh, now... We need to we need to make listeners aware that a we've seen an episode that hasn't aired in Australia as yet. Yes, 
we might be talking about bits of that episode in this show, so you might want to wait until Friday to listen to the show. Mm. What are we up to uh, as far as episodes of this season of Lost goes uh, in Australia? Australia, Australia is, a, 7. Uh, is uh, kind of a week behind because so it airs on a Thursday night in the US and we air it on a Thursday. 10? Was that last week? Uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be right because there's uh, 14 episodes in this season. So uh, yeah, it's very, and did, now did I see that Channel Seven has moved it back to ten thirty? Yes. Mm. Yeah, you, you know what that means. The, the the general public in Australia will never see how Lost finishes. <laughs> it, it'll be lucky if it comes back next year. Well, if not, it'll be like at one in the morning for two episodes, and then that's yeah, it. And yeah, considering it'll... the crap that they've put in the time slot, that freaking Trini and Horseface. <laughs> Trinity and Horseface. Inspect the nation's breasts. Yeah. Um, and I did. Neglecting to actually say that it's not the nation of Australia, but it's mm. the nation of the UK. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, not yeah. even, it's not even the nation of the UK. It's, it's one, it's one town. Village. Yeah. One town of we women, a with thousand ve- women with very bad breasts. That was all they wanted. Yeah. And, uh, and, and anyway, so yes, Lost Next has, week, Lost has been moved back. And... Uh, Lost has been moved back to, to 10.30 on Channel 7, yep. and Channel 7 are in a little bit of trouble because they were planning to go all the way through without any breaks uh, for this season of Lost, which is why right. they started the way they did and, and why they're showing it you know, almost a, a week later, mm-hmm. trying to make sure. The thing is, Lost is taking a week off. Right. Uh, and then they're going to show the last two episodes as a back-to-back double right. in the States. And I think that's just because they lost some time, they needed to make up some time, and uh, yeah. and they want to have these these episodes right. Well, have you read this week that uh, they're changing... Well, they're, they're adding episodes to the next two seasons. Yes. To make up for those make, ones that they missed out on. So instead yeah. of being 16, 16, 16, it's going to be 14, 18, 16. So perhaps. we're going to have a cliffhanger on the second episode of the next no, series. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not... No, the first two episodes are just going to be filler. Yeah, that's that's how that's going <laughs> to. It's going to be a lot of watching Vincent run around and crap in the in the sand. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> could mean something. There's not enough of that dog. Vincent, there isn't yes, enough not of that a, dog. I was so, going to point out that Vincent's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> For anyone who's not quite certain. So there's also some quiz. There's a, there's a quiz question. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good quiz question. Mm-hmm. You can win a prize. That'll come up later on in the show. There's some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. Channel 9 have won their appeal in a copyright case against our friends at Ice TV. Can I editorialise a little bit here? Yes. Boo! <laughs> you never have to ask, Josh. You can editorialise <laughs> like that whenever you want. Uh, the federal court has allowed Nine's appeal, noting that uh, copyright over the time and title of Nine's guides... Uh, is is the the issue um, with the copyrights matter? Well, the that was court, eloquent, Brett. The federal court <laughs> found that Ice TV reproduced a substantial part of Nine's copyright work. The required casual connection was present. This was a case of in, case of indirect copying of a substantial part of a copyright work. Now, that was the that was the case that Ice TV won, and they that. 
the their case was that they had to prove that they weren't actually just copying Channel 9's copyrighted guide. And what the uh, what, what the appellate court has said is, no, we disagree. That's it. That's that's it. That's this whole judgment is no, we disagree. Well, that's not grounds for appeal, is it? Well, clearly, it is. It's worked. They've done it. Not for, okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but Ice TV say that they are going to be uh, pursuing this to the High Court. Yep. And uh, and trying to appeal the appeal. The matter has been referred back to the original judge, Justice Bennett, who's going to say, no, there, there's no case. Um, but Ice TV must pay Nine's appeal costs. How much would that be? Was that Would that be substantial? or uh, Not as nine, much as uh, Kerry Stokes shelled out. But, uh, but it, it, it definitely would be substantial. Nine would have uh, a, a nice team of lawyers uh, yeah, who, would, right. who would charge a lot of money uh, and, and really try to send a small company bust. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, do you have a, a PVR or, or uh, some kind of digital recorder? device for your television uh, like a uh, like an IQ like an IQ or I a have, hard drive I have an IQ okay I used to uh, I used to have the old uh, video recorder but uh, I don't anymore which is kind of a little bit frustrating I, I'm not sure about the the DVD player video recorder all in the one pack because that kind of implies to me there's two lots of things that can go wrong Yes, yeah, I, I feel the same way mm. I feel the same way with that and uh, and I don't want a DVD recorder no because I, I just want a hard drive that things are just going to go <clears throat> on to. And, 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 I, but anyway, the, the whole mm. thing with uh, Ice TV is that that's, it's like IQ, but for uh, free-to-air television. Yeah, right. So, uh, so it, you can download a, a, a guide and, uh, and just see what's going to be on. And, but, you know, surely that's going to improve people watching stuff. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Think. But, the, but is, is the problem with this kind of thing is that they don't know how to rate it? Is that what has always been no, the, the problem? Or? The, the problem with Channel 9 here is that... They're uh, in the dark they, ages? They might, well, yeah, they might want to produce their own or the free-to-air networks might want to produce their own system like this. Channel 7 right. recently was, uh, was looking at... Uh, well, they have partnered with TiVo, and TiVo is uh, doing some beta testing in Australia, and now it looks like TiVo might not fly in Australia. Oh, uh, right. But yes, Nine, I think, want to leave the opportunity for Monopoly open to them. Oh, right. It's also that uh, they, don't, they don't want their viewers being able to skip ads. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so if it's not on TiVo, which doesn't, uh, which in which, Australia which the will plan not. isn't to, uh, to provide a fast forward speed beyond sixteen times. Um, right. So then you'd still see the advert uh, a little bit quicker, but not too cuts. much quicker. Yeah. Enough to sink into the subconscious somewhere and have yourself suddenly buying a pagola. Yes. Right. Oh, how many times have we found ourselves in that situation? You'd but, be surprised. So, so really, Channel Nine's Channel Nine's beef should be with the manufacturers of uh, of the the devices. Mm. Well, that could just be a computer these days. Well, yeah. So the devices that we record on is not just videotape on on that that specific media. There's, there is such a diverse range of things that we can record onto now. Yes. So, they're, so they're they're kind of screwed if if they start going down that. Part. Well, and so this is the only thing that they can control. The only thing that they can control is beating up a small company. I say shame on you, Channel 9. Yep. Shame, shame, shame. Uh, that was pretty much my news too. Uh, the uh, <laughs> TV licences in Australia mm. are, uh, are based on 9% of the revenue 
which I'd never realised until today. Of commercial networks. That figure... So, so the networks that you know they're just bringing in more and more profits. The economy runs on on companies experiencing perpetual growth, and so uh, the licenses would uh, be increasing from year to year. Yeah, yeah, nine percent mm. on uh, on gross revenue. Uh, apparently, gross revenues have fallen. What in uh, two thousand and three to two thousand and four, uh, the average value of a capital city license. Was one hundred and twenty? Sorry, it was uh, two hundred and thirty million dollars. Right. The well, that's how much they're paying. <clears throat> to, yeah, two hundred two thousand and three to two thousand and four, the average price of a license was two hundred and thirty million dollars. Two thousand and five, two thousand and six, one hundred and twenty. That's right. Far out. That's uh, nearly that's, half. That's more than more than half. No, nearly half. Yes. Thank you. What? 115 million. <laughs> Box cutters. Box cutters. Hi. Hooray. Uh, the, um, I, I find that really, really interesting. That the That's phenomenal. The profits have dropped no, by gross, 50%. Gross, gross revenues have dropped by 50%. So okay. that- and at the same time, they've been cost-cutting and getting rid of European news departments and yes. stuff like that. So, where is the money going? Eddie McGuire. Right. Or well, see, that's it. Uh, his big pockets. Well, yeah, so their, their costs have gone up. Uh, but then, gross... You know who, who we need to talk about this with? We need Tom Elliott. Yes. We need Tom Elliott to... Maybe, maybe he, can, uh, he can talk to Jeez, us in the, in the coming weeks. busy week next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll wait until after the budget. Okay. And, uh, and we can get Tom in to, to talk to us about uh, how this gross revenue percentage license fee thing uh, works. I, I think that'll... T- Tom Elliott is our uh, resident expert on everything mm. we don't know about. Yeah, right. Justin, so... <laughs> That's a good title. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he loves it and he's very bloody good at it. We get him yeah. in about two or three times a year to just say, okay, explain the world to us. <laughs> and he does. And then we go, our heads, tiny heads, heads explode. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll try to get Tom Elliott in to talk about, uh, to talk about how, what that all means for television in general. But I find that very interesting in, in the same week that uh, the, uh, Mr. Williams from Foxtel was speaking to Variety and saying that, uh, the, the, again, just beating this poor dead horse about the uh, the, the uh, sports rights and the use it use it or lose it laws and mm-hmm. uh, and everything that that they do with that and saying oh it all needs to be open it needs to be free and uh, and uh, the new minister for communications Mr Con Steve Conroy Conroy yep said oh yes we'll definitely be looking at that and uh, and I, I hope to have an answer by two thousand and nine. Because that'll be uh, a year after they switch off the analog signal. No, do we get an no, answer from we, I, Daniel no, Ziffer over the I week? Didn't, I didn't even. We didn't even mention it in last week's show. Uh, but no, we didn't. We uh, we, oh. we mentioned it. Uh, but Daniel Ziffer in the Green Guide mm. uh, wrote a, a story about uh, the channel's thirty-one throughout Channel 31's the country's antenna awards, mm. and uh, and and said uh, that uh, community television is in a lot of trouble when the government turns off the analog signal at the end of this year. Right. Uh, it's actually being turned off in 2012. But right. 
Uh, yes. Very, very, very wrong, Daniel Ziffer. Uh, very wrong. Daniel, uh, look, what he does is... This is, it. this is how it works. This is how it worked during the Comedy Festival. What he does is he proclaims that everything's falling apart and then what happens is people get their thumbs out of their asses and start making things better, but he just gets it ahead of time. So what he's doing is rather than have everyone freak out at 2012... He's throwing in a little bit of uh, hoity-toity now, oh. so then people will be prepared for it. Because so, otherwise, people will just sit in their asses and get to 2012. Dan Ziffer, very smart guy. Right. He did that with the comedy festival. He said, no one's going. This is the worst festival ever. People are freaking out. There's riots in the streets. Well, there's no riots because no one's turning up. People went, shit, we better go along. And suddenly, bouge, you know. Like I, was, I was turning people away. Too many people at my show. Right. You know, and that, and that was because of Dan Ziffer. He's a ge- so he's, he's a genius, he's, is what you're saying. He is really smart. And powerful. But it's very and Machiavellian, powerful. isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. I hope he, does he listen to the show? Uh, probably not. We should... Put, we should G'day, Dan. We should if you're listening, uh, shoot us an email. Hooray, Come on, zip hooray man. boxcutters.net. Do it. A couple of uh, items on uh, standard definition television uh, broadcast in this country. Oztam are to release figures uh, on standard and high-definition free-to-air channels from late November. They've actually been capturing this data since uh, August of 2005, but uh, haven't been publishing it. Um, so, so they're buying another chicken. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what's happening? It's a very pixely chicken. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so another, another chicken is, uh, is just going to watch uh, repeats of Veronica Mars. That's correct. Well... Up until now and up until November, Veronica Mars' uh, viewership figures won't actually be available. Um, it'll only be publishing the HD figures when they broadcast non-simulcast content. So when they're, they're showing... Friday Night Lights at 10.30 on a Friday night, for example. Is that what they do over that's there? The, uh, <laughs> that's what they do here. That's what they're doing here. That's what Channel so 10 is going to do. Is that what they do over there on, on HD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on on HD, uh, the the plan was, and I don't know, I, I don't have HD. Ross has HD, <clears throat> but he's busy with a baby. I don't have HD. Uh, spoke yeah, to Ross, spoke to Ross yesterday. I don't have HD plugged in. the 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 baby's all good, and uh, and and he misses uh, all the box cutters. So, thought I'd throw that one in. Uh, the- H- HD, I, you know what? I, 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 how sad a place, a friend's place, and uh, he had the high definition, and you know the swapping between the channels and that. And it, it it just seemed a lot more channels with still fuck all to watch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you know there was a lot of chopping and changing, and you know what it was it was all the same shit. You you are an old man, Justin. <laughs> That's true. Ah, it's all these channels. There's nothing to watch. There was no, nothing. Nothing. Nothing to watch. Might as well just go Foxtel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, at least with Foxtel, you can you, you might troll through a lot of stuff, but eventually you you will find something. I, I've never decided I need to not think about anything and not found anything on Foxtel. And if, I can't think of a better way to sum something up than that. <laughs> if I'm looking for something that I don't need to concentrate on, thank you, Foxtel. But the high definition—I couldn't even really tell that much of a difference. That, that's because in Australia, high definition isn't actually rebroadcast in in proper high definition. Right, uh, it's uh, it's kind of high definition's poor cousin. So, what's the point of having it then if if you're not even getting the proper thing? Come over to my house, see my high definition. Right, they will it's, one day. It's personal human props. Right, <laughs> I've seen I've seen real high definition mm-hmm. in the US, 
and it is amazing. I've never seen anything like that here. But is that the thing that, like, now with, uh, you know, you watch Letterman. Suddenly he's looking a lot older than he used to. Is that because of high definition? No, that's or is just, just because he's, just he's getting old. His glasses. That's just age, time, and uh, quadruple bypass. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's the the camera. I'm sure it's the uh, the high definition. TV, getting right in there, you're seeing lines. I don't need to see that. The reason I watch TV is I want to watch, you know, people who are in a stasis field who are going to be, you know, <laughs> young forever. That's why you should just only watch y- your box set of The Prisoner. Yes. It's, that man never grows old. He never grows old. It's great. Uh, also on the uh, SD tip, um, the restriction on free-to-air commercial stations is lifted at the end of this year as far as um, being able to show an additional broadcast signal. Um, but they're not going to be... Well, they, they don't have any uh, strong plans that uh, they'll have any content there, uh, much like ABC is now ABC1 and ABC2 mm-hmm. on their TV stations. Um this is what the the commercial networks will be allowed to do from the beginning of next year, but uh, they're not actually acting on they're, it. They're not going um, to because they don't have the money to spend, or at least that's their argument. Well, there's that. There's the danger of uh, fragmenting their audience. Well, yes, there there is that danger too, and there's also and the danger of oh, maybe giving people something they might want to watch. I mean, this is this is the thing that we get through over and over and over again is that net, the networks just don't get it. They don't get that the advertising dollars are going into niche markets if they can diversify and have three different things going at once, they can a lot more easily cover those niche markets, try to diversify their costs and also diversify their income. And that way, everyone's happy. Hmm. So would that be, uh, as an example, say Channel 7 decided to have three channels. They could do at 9.30 on Channel 7, one lost. uh, On Channel 7, say, their second uh, station, they could do Trini and Horseface at 9.30. And on the third one, they could do the Buffy reruns, you know. And so, except it, it, they wouldn't, because they Buffy reruns would go up against Lost, but they might do. <clears throat> oh, they uh, do like you know, maybe footy. yeah, sport or something. Yeah. you know, twenty twenty cricket. Maybe they get the rights for that, something yeah. like that. So then they could then have uh, beer advertising, that kind of thing on the sports. Yep, section. You know, uh, maternity dresses or whatever on Trini and Horseface, and the, you know, and lots of nerdy products on Lost. Is yeah, that, yeah. So, so that seems like a that seems like a good plan to me. Yeah, but, because you, you you're using the same content that you've already got. Yeah, but you're getting three times the advertising. So, but you don't think they'll do that because what they'll because they don't have the capacity to think. Yeah, right. Because they're, they're gutless and yeah, it's true. You know, for for a long time the stations have never quite like how many things have been massive hits or had a really good you know strong focal uh, audience. And, you know, like Channel 9. Channel 9 was the killer for it. You know, they put something on, then they just kind of slip it back. And then they just kind of... Like, I remember The Sopranos was on for quite a while. And then and then by season Mondays, three, they then... suddenly went, oh, hang on, I think this is quite popular. There were six episodes into season three. They just went back to episode one of season yes. one for about a month. And then they, you know... So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then in the end, they were showing it at midnight. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's... Uh, 
Yeah, that was actually around the time that I stopped watching free-to-air television, so I'm always a little bit surprised. That, so you, you don't know, watch any free-to-air television? I, I basically watch none whatsoever. Like, I've only just discovered the Gordon Ramsay phenomenon because <laughs> wow. I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I've just moved, uh, they, they don't mind watching it now and again. And it's like, everyone's so excited about this. I didn't, I didn't even know who this guy was. I have no idea who's on Neighbours anymore. It's such a, an amazing feeling. I didn't it's, even it's know. It's liberating. I was watching a bit of the Logies at the start. I was like going, who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> they, everyone was getting excited. I wasn't getting it. Jules Lund, who the hell's he? I'd never heard of him before. No, it's the first time I'd ever seen Jules. I, I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd heard of him because yeah. I do this show and his name gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. But I'd never seen him. He was quite funny. He was. He was all right. He was really good. I had no idea who he was. He's, uh, he's <laughs> going to be hosting Hole in the Wall. Oh my god, that's the um That's the, the YouTube Japanese show. Game, <laughs> yeah, the, the the YouTube show. Yeah, it's yes. the uh the game. Um the yeah, war yeah. comes towards them with the hole and they've got to get in the shape. I was uh well, I, here's an exclusive. I was asked if I wanted to be on that. Really? And I said H- How many different ways can you say no? Yes. Well, what I wanted to know was would I get to wear a lycra suit and a helmet? And they said yes, and I said, "Well, that's Giving me exclamation points at the end of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, the the rumor that we hear is that Jules Lund also didn't want to do really the the show, uh, but mm. he's he's on contract. the contracted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, <sighs> Jeez, just stepping back for a second, you did come across uh, one of the problems with with the uh, HD additional channels. Is what do they call themselves? Are they going to be seven two and ten two and seven one and ten one and they, they don't actually know, but in the UK, uh, British channel UKTV G2 changed their name to Dave. Really? Late last year. <laughs> so just... The channel is called Dave. Oh, uh-huh. all right. Well, that's, see, that's all right. You can do that. It's, it's fine, but it's, I mean, obviously, y- you know what? obviously you've got turning... to have a strong branding on well, Seven's Not Seven anymore. If, if I'm it's turning on... Peter. If, if I'm turning on a, a, a station called Dave... Yeah, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I know what I'm getting with Dave. I know what I'm getting with Avril. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, and this is the thing, Brand, Bartholomew. The the idea of having uh, call signs or or numbers as your as your channels is also outdated. Brand your channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's what they do on cable, and it works. Yeah, and Lost is always going to be on Poindexter. Exactly. Yeah. Which, <laughs> clearly, it's the only free-to-air we're going to watch. Exactly. I'd love to go to Channel Chester. Channel Chester, you get Brideshead Revisited, all creatures oh, great and small. Nice. You get Richard Attenborough documentaries. It'd be fantastic. For, it, it, all, Dave, what would you get? For, Kingswood Country. Yep. Uh, uh, you'd get uh, all the Gary Riley productions. <laughs> all the Gary Riley productions. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd, get, you'd get the footy show. Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd get, uh, what else? Uh, uh, you know, you, I reckon on Dave, like Third Watch, you'd get yeah. Dave on Third. You get Third Watch on Dave. Yeah, I reckon you'd probably. Would you get Futurama? Uh, or would that be? No, that'd so be on Poindexter. That'd be on Poindexter, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, that definitely. See, but I'd watch that channel. <laughs> yeah, Poindexter, man, that sounds good. That'd bring me back to free to air. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, something else that would have been on Poindexter but has been pulled is the American version of Spaced. Now, this was very controversial because oh, right. McGee was producing it. He decided not to include the original uh, creators of Spaced in uh, consulting roles on the uh, on the show, and there was just a backlash mm. from fans. Who are the guys behind uh, Hot Fuzz Run, Fat Boy Run, and uh, Dawn of the Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead, and uh, not actually Run Fat Boy Run. 
I, d- I don't believe. Really no, it was run. just because um, David Schwimmer directed that. Oh, so I just think no. Simon really? Pegg was in it. Yeah, yeah, it was just Simon Pegg, and uh, he uh, co-wrote the script as well. Simon Pegg. Yeah. What a what a stinker of a movie! I haven't seen it. Oh lord! I, I had to it. review it for um, I do movie reviews for Perth Radio, and geez, what a stinker! Like you know, I kind of thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be mainstream average, but uh, so I went in with my you know ideals lowered, and I still hated it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, come on! I was expecting this to be oh. crap, but you really. And then you know what made me even angrier was I saw it got some okay reviews and I felt like you people, oh. you people out there. I don't know what they're it's, talking about. It's Nina oh. Conti all over again. The, uh, the the so so Fox have uh, have passed on the American version of Space. Yeah, right. It's gone. It's not happening just as well. And uh, wasn't wasn't one of our boys involved in that? Oh, wasn't Josh Lawson signed up for it? Possibly. I couldn't think of his name I, there for a second. I can't or was remember. Was that something else? Josh Lawson's another one of those. I don't recognise him. I don't oh, know. yeah, I think I've met him. Navy oh, Seabuck. Really? Yeah. Thank God you're here. Yeah, yeah, so, I know. I don't watch those shows. I think he was trying to bang two of my friends without the other one knowing, but they both knew. Oh, allegedly. I could get... Allegedly. <laughs> you I could think, get sued for that, you couldn't think, I? You think that may have been Josh Lawson, possibly, because you think you may have met him. Look... I was pretty drunk, <laughs> and both of my friends spoke to me independently, and then uh, halfway through it, I, I may have, you know, seen him on an advert for, oh, that's that guy that was trying to... Yeah, it could have been Josh Lawson, could have been Josh Canal. You, you never know. Could have been. It might have been you. See, allegedly. allegedly. I don't want to be sued by yeah, you no, either. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, also in, uh, in American TV show news, uh, and this, uh, again, will uh, will tickle your fancy, mm. Uh Fringe, the J.J. Abrams show, uh, which will be about a young female FBI agent, has been greenlit. Mm. And uh, it's it's about a a young FBI agent who tackles unexplained medical and scientific phenomena. FBI with unexplained phenomena. Yeah, right. original. Yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. What's it called? X-Files. No, no, no. What's what's the new show called? Fringe. Fringe. All oh, right. So How about a vampire place? who's who's a detective? That's, I know. Nobody's ever done no that. One's, yeah. No one's no. done that. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Joss Whedon's Dollhouse is going to be a mid-season opener. Yeah. For uh, for, for uh, Fox. You know what bothers me? Like you know, I, I quite like Joss uh, Whedon. The, you know, the thing that kind of bothers me is: uh, Have you heard the description of the Dollhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, it, it's not something that you can sum up in a sentence. And it's, uh, you know, clearly in a sentence, I, I should add. And that kind of, you know, potentially spells trouble. Do yeah, you know what it, I mean? it, it sounds, it, trying to explain it, it sounds like tr- when you try to explain the plot of a David Lynch film to someone. Yeah. That's that's what, we've we've had the description on the show. And you know what, I can't even remember it except that, the people, when they start, they don't know who they were yesterday yeah. and they don't really know what they're getting into, but they're specially programmed yeah, for they, whatever it is they're going to be doing. They, and- they get implanted with stuff and then they get erased, but then someone starts remembering their past stuff. And you go, what? And then they say, Eliza Dushku's in it. And you go, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. Why didn't you That's just okay. say that at the start? No, I just very quickly l- last, while we're talking about programming. Uh, back to You has been axed by Hooray. Fox. Um you, you, never, you never saw that. Which one was it? Back, back to You uh, oh. was Kelsey Grammer and Patricia Heaton oh. in, a, in a sitcom with uh, Fred Willard was, uh, really? was in it. And Fred Willard, a genius comic actor, just given nothing. 
absolutely nothing terrible. Uh, The whole show was bad, and they tried to recast it uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, getting rid of of the the, weather weather girl girl and uh, and replaced with someone, and they just it just doesn't work because it's no good. Oh dear! But created by Steve Levitan and Christopher Lloyd, who are two of the most successful sitcom creators in the US. They they had uh, uh, Just Shoot Me and Frasier. So where did they go wrong with this one? Uh, Apart from it being absolute crap. It wasn't particularly funny. Yeah, I think uh, jokes. Jokes is where they went wrong. (laughs) Right. They forgot. Bad writers. Yeah. They they substituted cheese for jokes. Um, also, New Amsterdam. Have we spoken about New Amsterdam? We, we haven't spoken about New Amsterdam. It wasn't quite very in, good. I enjoyed uh, it. I, 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 I watched like a couple it. of episodes. I didn't get to the three, so I never reviewed it. Um, but I quite uh, another immortal kind of PI type thing. Yes. Um, not Moonlight, but uh, not a vampire. But yeah, but it, but it was about a guy. It was about a guy who had been living in New York for a very long time. Was a cop. Uh, and and when I say very long time, I mean hadn't actually died. Yeah, right. For centuries, sixteen yeah. or something. So he was there when. Is that why? Why was it called New Amsterdam? Because because uh, he New was there York when was it was still New called Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Right. But yep. His surname is also Amsterdam. Oh, that's uh, spooky. Yeah, spooky. But aliens he's not in, new. He's old. Aliens in America. Aliens gone. in America, which uh, had nothing to do with aliens. <laughs> it, it it did. It had to do with foreigners. Yeah, but not not grey creatures with big heads. No, no, no. no. Uh, so yeah, that's also been axed. Mm. And that is the box cutters news. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. Who gets the wrath? Of crap TV this week, Brett Cropley. Mm, Channel 10. Bum, bum, bum. Apparently, uh, though, it wasn't their fault. <laughs> now, Apparently, I, I, it was all down to a uh, technical problem. I have where to say. Their, their OB computers just switched off the okay, signal. You haven't, you haven't said what, what it was yet, but I have to say, when I read this news, I breathed a sigh of relief because I realised on Saturday afternoon that I forgot to get my footy tips in. And then read this bit of news about the All Stars game, or Victoria versus the rest of the world, or whatever whatever it was, <laughs> uh, and realised there was no footy this week, so I didn't have to get my tips in. Yeah, I, I did exactly the same thing. There was no footy at all, except for this All Star game. So how, how did that happen? What, what well, what, what they wanted to is do like was two, celebrate two by weekends this year. No, no, this is the no, no, no. This is the uh, they wanted to celebrate 150 years of uh, footy, and they wanted to showcase. So they had uh, Victoria versus all the other states. So the best of Victoria versus the so kind of like the old state of origin, but yeah, but taking all the passion out of it by not making it South Australia. Like let's be honest, the, the, the state of origin only ever worked when it was Victoria versus South Australia in South Australia. Yes, it goes nuts in South Australia. They get it. They get it the way Queensland versus New South Wales state of origin in the rugby gets it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Victoria doesn't get it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to come straight out with it. There's, there's no, no interest. Uh, and when there were regular games, basically the players lost interest. Uh, was what I heard. That well, they weren't. They weren't playing it for real. Well, you know, I, I actually watched the game. I thought the game was essentially all right. Do you know what I mean? Like it was high scoring, well, and it no, was... no, but that, that was when it was state of origin. Oh, no. sorry, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what, with, what with this this uh, best of the rest of the country, yeah. it's been really popular, and it was a real football match. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was, it was you know what was killer? Was the, the lead up. Was all the all the if that's what Channel Ten's in trouble for from you guys, that's what it it needs to be wrapped across the knuckles. There was so many times I was sitting there with my mate Will watching stuff, and we just turn around and go, "What did that have to do with anything? Like, what what did that even mean? You know, there was just all these kind of was everybody on the ground with the glow sticks and glow sticks and all these different images, and then you know they had Hudson Anthony Hudson come out and talk, and everyone just ah. Huddo. Oh, with his massive head and his tiny hands. You know, it was just scary <laughs> stuff, you know. Once the game started, the game itself was quite enjoyable and people were saying that, you know, they weren't going hard. And it's like, well, you know, Matthew Scarlett totally blanketing uh, Cam Mooney. That was uh, that was a joy to see, you know. it's uh, You know, there, there is that excitement of seeing, you know, uh, Andrew McLeod kick to Matthew Richardson, you know, like players that would never get to play together normally. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they wanted, what, it was 70-odd thousand? Or it was less than 70,000. It was about 68, I think, at, uh, at the game on Saturday night. It's like, you know what, you might as well have taken it to Amy Stadium in, in Adelaide. Had 55, I think, that conceit, and it would have been jam-packed. And, and it would have been... passionate. Because, yeah. Because the, the thing about South Australia is, is they love to hate Victoria, and rightly so, because mm. we treat them with absolute contempt. Mm. And, uh, and, and they've always had that kind of passion. I think one of the reasons Victoria never really got into state of origin is because we just always knew that we were better than South Australia yeah. and, and, didn't, and didn't care. It's just like, oh, well, you know, if they win, it's because we let them win, and if they lose, it's because they're no good, and, and that's it. Yeah, and also because Melbourne was too busy having an inferiority complex with Sydney, which I, I just came back from Sydney. This is how ridiculous the uh, the antagonism goes. There was an article on Underbelly, and uh, the Sydney paper was talking about, yeah, we've already done that, and talking about all the cop shows that they used to have. Yeah, we did this before Underbelly. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. <laughs> We're too small to be having these kinds of attacks at, on, on each other. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But the, uh, the but this isn't actually so. So the lead the, the lead up and, and the coverage wasn't so oh, great. It was dreadful. So you're watching it on the TV, or were you there? Uh, no, no, no. I was uh, I was watching it from Sydney. So uh, I must have been just watching it on Channel Ten. Yeah. And so, it was terrible. And uh, what did you think of the presentation at the end of the game after the match for the uh, the whole Hall of Fame thing? The, the Hall of Fame medal ceremony thingy. Ah, uh, you know what? I I can't quite remember it. Strange that. Mm, because Channel 10. <laughs> didn't they put it on? They didn't no. show it. So hang on. So so what happened to those guys? Nobody knows. Taken out back and shot. No, yeah, <laughs> that's, right. But that's that's Kevin Sheedy and uh, Jezelenko, All those guys getting. Is that getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Telling all those lines? I, we, we don't I'm know. I'm not exactly sure because, because it wasn't broadcast. Because Channel 10 switched back to uh, regular programming uh, too early. Apparently down to a technical glitch, which uh, meant that the last segment of their broadcast just wasn't there. Technical so, glitch. But why would you even... Why would you give them their inductions after the match? No one, no one gives a shit after the match. After the match finishes, what do you want to do? You want to you wanna, get out, or You're, or get onto the get onto the G, kick a few goals. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. So why would you do it afterwards? Surely they did it before, and then they just 
did a bad edit or something. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, surely it was done. It was made for the, the end. I, I think also that there was uh, there was a medal presentation for the players of the game. So, like, uh, not Silvani. What's his name? Carlton player. Chris Judd? No. Favola. Favola. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture today with... with Something looking kind of like a Coleman medal. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, you saw all of that because yeah. you, you saw the speeches. So there would have been a presentation cap- for the game that, yeah. had, that had just happened at the end of the game, and then you'd have the Hall of Fame stuff as well. I have to say though, I, I think this, uh, as far as watching footy goes, and uh, and and the way this has been reported as as far as a game goes, it's a lot better than the Teddy Whitten Memorial Games. That, uh, that that we've had in the past few years since they stopped State of Origin mm. for AFL and started these Teddy Witten games uh, where players are mic'd and, uh, and everyone's oh, moving yeah, around. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it was the uh, Teddy Witten Legends games. Oh, that's with the oldies. Yeah. 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 Uh, terrible. That's a, a, a terrible blight on the memory of, of a man who is very passionate about football and very passionate about State of Origin. Yeah, to put on uh, the fogies who can barely run at each other. Yeah, yeah. it's... That's, that's um, never been great television. Didn't, um... Hellier got a run in that. Yeah, he did. He even kicked a goal. Yeah. Oh, Strawny. Yeah. The one, the guy that looks heaps like Hellier. He looks heaps like Hellier. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I've never, I've never seen them together. No. I've seen Strawny... Like come into a room and then walk out. Yeah, and then Helia comes in. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I, I say, Pete, you just missed Strawny. He's like, oh, again. You know, I tried to spread a rumor on uh, on radio that uh, Helia was gay and that he was banging Strawny. Right. And the amount of people that rang in saying that they'd seen them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So it, that is it is crap TV that Channel Ten not covering. The awards ceremony of uh, the whole point of, of the match. Yep. Definitely crap TV. Lift your game. Hi, Rob Brealy, executive producer of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You're listening to Box Cutters, and I'm here with three of the most handsome men I think I've ever met in my entire life. See, Just now, an honorary handsome man. Yeah, exactly. In- includes you now, Justin. Mm, exactly. Handsome man with Rob Brealy. Lost. <laughs> what the hell is going on in Lost? Justin, for, for those who came in late, mm. Justin Hamilton is our resident Lost expert. He, uh, he, he, you, you scan all the boards. You, you know all the theories. You go through episodes with a comb, which is weird because it's on a screen. Oh yeah, but in the static that you get, it's amazing. Great, it's great. Look, it's, uh, it's heating up. Like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who could, was Brett. Could you not go to the toilet <coughs> while we're on air, please? Oh man, Sorry. <laughs> right on my foot as well. Um, what, I was talking to a mate of mine who, who who's never watched it. And he said, and I was talking to him about it, and he said, said I've heard that it's, you know, really dropped off, like it's really fallen <laughs> off the rails. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think this would be a fair enough thing to say. I think it's better than it's ever been, but I think maybe its broad appeal is not quite as broad as it used to be. Yes. It's a lot harder to, you know, jump on uh, than ever before, you know. Well, I- had a friend of mine say to me recently, and this is, uh, say, about three months ago, mm. Josh, I've been thinking about getting into Lost, mm-hmm. but I don't have time to go back and watch all the other episodes. Can you, in like five minutes, just tell me what's going on? What's the point? I said, I said no, Ben, I can't. No. No, I can't. Though there is a very funny thing on YouTube that you can find where they explain it in six, give you a back, the backstory in like six minutes or something like oh, that. Oh, really? It's pretty funny. It is actually really funny with the voiceover. 
going through everything if you can find it i i can't think what the actual address is but it is really but it's, really it's, funny it's and, on youtube and yeah lost. and the person who's doing the narration of it is is very funny you know jack got angry saw her threw his hair around <laughs> you know all that kind of thing you know hurley still didn't seem to lose any weight you know it's uh, so it's very funny but the um so do you think do you think that uh, it, it's a bit harder now for new viewers to come in and, and pick it up because the viewers who have been there from the start are now getting some answers and oh, we understand a lot more about yeah look it's it's it's, it's a, oh, yeah, it's a I spiral i understand heaps more like there's there's still so much that we don't understand well there's the you know it's only the the big secrets as as i said we won't find out what the answers to the smoke monster the what the actual island is well i mean clearly the, from you know, from what was on last week ben can control the smoke monster or well, not necessarily uh, the the hieroglyphics in the in the the door that he goes into before the smoke monster comes out uh-huh. uh, is, is uh, was translated as to something along the lines of to summon, which doesn't necessarily you mean pull you the control. Tail. Yeah, exactly. So, so he, he, I kind of get the impression that he called it, and then that's why they had to run. go in the opposite direction because once it was there, I don't think. And I kind of get the impression that maybe uh, the smoke monster's been there for a while, but it's it's not theirs. Do you know what I mean? Which I find quite fascinating. That was quite a full-on scene. Yes, and, and also not the first time we've seen hieroglyphics in, in no. Lost. People will remember the uh, the one hundred eight minute clock. Yep. Uh, when it went into danger territory, Ooh, flicked into some then? hieroglyphics. Something like "Prepare to die." Prepare to die. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know. Um, look, there's. Hang on, which episodes are we all up to date here? Because we're, I don't want to. Uh, I would be one back. Brett, Brett is Brett is watching I'm it on I'm Channel Seven. Pressure, pressure uh, okay. So oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll be careful about what I talk let's, about. Let's say, let's say here and now, if you have, if you are not up to date with with Lost in the US, and you are waiting for this Thursday's Channel 7 show, mm. there may be some spoilers because we can't help ourselves. Yeah. And if, if, that's, if that's a little bit confusing, if the latest episode is the one with the backstory for Locke, if you haven't seen that, that's a spoiler. That's as, yeah. that's as obvious as we can get with yes. the spoilers. But anyway, Jack gets killed. I can't believe it. No. Um, Locke was always Jack's father. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> no, the, uh, it's interesting. Look, I've got a bit of a theory. This is, this is a roll of the dice. I'm not sure if this is going to be correct, but I'm, I've got a theory. Is We know that this season finishes with the Oceanic Six getting off the island. Yes. We also know that there's... Didn't, that, didn't last season finish off with that? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. We knew that, that, that some people had gotten off. Well, we knew that Jack and Kate had gotten off. That's all we knew. But we know but, that this series is the journey of them getting, getting off, off the island. Then next season is the journey of them getting back to the island. And the final season is everything being is, explained. Is the island takes off all of its clothes. Yes. Turns out it's uh, quite hot. But uh, you got a map of Tassie. <laughs> Ironic. Hey! But, you know, the thing is, is that um, uh, from a storytelling perspective, this is what made me come up with this theory. I can't, under, I, I can't see how they'd want to have a, a whole season of stuff happening on the island without the Oceanic Six, right? Yes. So this is my theory, is that, you know, there's always some <gasps> moment at the end of each season I reckon they will, the Oceanic Six will get off and head to the to the mainland, and just as they head off out of the forest, will walk the Oceanic Six, and they 
what they do is when they get back to the island, because the, t- the island's not in the right place or time, they come back at the point or just before the plane crashes. And so they're the whispers in the forest. And that's them, you know, because they're, they're not allowed to interact or they can't interact until they, they all go, if that makes sense. That's a great theory. So that's my little... That's, mm. an, that's an excellent theory. So that's, I, yeah. Because this is, this is the thing that I am loving about Lost at the moment, mm-hmm. is, is the whole messing with time scenario. Yeah. Uh, Brett, in the episode that you've just seen, the Doctor... Which was, which was Jack's forward story. The Doctor washes, mm. up, uh, washes up on shore uh, with his... They say it's the Doctor, but... They say, uh, it's, they say it's, he's the Doctor, he's, he's washed up on shore with his throat slit, but uh, then they, uh, they uh, use the Morse code Bernard, to... Bernard knows Morse code and says you didn't say the Doctor. Yeah. 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 Good and, to see uh, Bernard come to... And then they say, yeah, so it, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Doctor. Uh, but what is all of that about? Because clearly it's the Doctor. We've seen the Doctor and mm. now, we, now we've seen his corpse. What is all that about? All of this stuff with the with with time not working properly, they can communicate through the waves yeah. by like at, in real time. But is it in real time? Mm. And and how does all of that work? All of that I find absolutely fascinating, and it just blows my mind. Well, you know what's fascinating about it as well is that the, you know people can kind of uh, you know. You know, kind of hang some shit on uh, loss for whatever reasons, but I, I think people kind of forget that the the mood that it came into when when lost hit it big was just at that point where reality TV was everywhere and everyone was lamenting uh, creative television being written for mainstream audiences and saying that that was just a thing of the past. If you wanted creative stuff, you had to go to HBO, etc. And then something like Lost has come in and. This is these are some pretty big theories and 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 science uh, and pseudoscience and and then on top of that really good soap opera storytelling you know all combined like you can't get too much more creative than this no and this is this is the thing about, about the show is that it, it really is one of the best shows on television and it's a free to air show it mm. doesn't have that freedom that. Uh, th- that shows on Showtime or uh, or HBO have mm. to to just run with whatever idea they have. Uh, the network has finally realised that they need to give Lost some freedom. Mm. Can't constrain them as much as possible as as much as they they've wanted to in the past. Mm. And maybe, just maybe, this will open the door for other creators to come and say, "Well, just trust us on this." Mm. And uh, and for, for it to be more organic, the, the the way it should be, yeah, where people come up with ideas and they get to test them and they have a testing ground for them, and multi-channeling, which is what we were talking about before, mm. is the opportunity for that. Yeah, definitely. If you can, if you, I mean, the thing thing with Lost is the pilot was so expensive. Yeah, the network was committed to it regardless. Mm. The pilot was just r- ridiculously expensive. Wasn't it like fourteen million or something? Yeah, or... It, it was like it was outrageous. almost movie budget. Like yeah, ridiculously expensive. But it looked like it as well. But if you, you could, know? if you can come up with a a cheap concept mm. that has the same level of creativity, the same level of complexity, the same uh, audience grabbing nature, and you've got a network that has three channels. Mm. 
then the network can afford to take a risk on something like that. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. And the thing that always worked well for Lust, which is uh, something that Lindelof and that have talked about, is that they're so much more interested in the characters than the so-called mysteries, which is completely right. You know, they're, they're quite complex characters. And uh, you know a show is good when, you know, you oscillate between who you love and who you, who, yeah. who annoys you. Like, Locke is a prime example of that for me, who... You know, every now and then I'll get to a point where I just go, oh, God, I can't stand this character. And then something will happen and you go, ah, but I understand your motivation. You know, I understand why you're like that. You know, all of his backstory is so tragic. And, you know, in this latest episode, is even it's, it's even worse than you can imagine to a certain extent. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating the way that they can keep, you know, playing us in our emotions in, in that regard. And yeah, well, this is the thing with Locke is that uh, at the uh, at the time of the break, uh, so Locke has been shot and he comes uh, mm. comes out of the ditch and basically ruins their chance at uh, at being rescued, as far mm. as they know, uh, killing that ugly woman. And <laughs> uh, what was her name? She looked dirty. I, I didn't Naomi, like it. the helicopter pilot. The yeah, first yeah, one Naomi. 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 Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and. You've pretty much lost all sympathy for Locke because mm. he's he's gone nuts and and his whole thing with the island is is just too ridiculous. And this is after he's blown up the hatch and yeah. uh, and and done all of this crap. And you just lose sympathy for him. And then, bang, they get you back into him. And you mm. go, oh, I, I do want to follow Locke's story. Yeah, so that's uh, what I've got to look forward to this that's, week. That, that is, oh yeah. yeah. Benjamin uh, Linus, like what a you know, like even now I still don't really know. How I feel about Benjamin, it's, but I love, great. but I love to I, watch I, him. I'm into it. Daniel Faraday, what a great new character! Yeah, what you know, you know the, the, this series, uh, if anything, has has suffered from the writers' strike, not in quality, but in you know, it, it, I found that first episode back, even though it was a good episode, I had to kind of watch it twice to kind of get the momentum back. You yep. know, it's uh, it's. Um, but, you know, apart from that, you know, once people are just watching it on DVD or whatever, it'll be fine. But it's, yeah, no, uh, the, the series is great. I'm, I'm thinking Jack is maybe Jacob. Ah, that's interesting too. Yeah. Their I think maybe are... he goes back, gets trapped, possibly. That's exciting. Yeah. And also, I, I think that maybe, you know, how Locke, you know, all the way, uh, try not to give away too much, but all the way through this latest episode, it's it really plays up the man of faith uh, and uh, and the man of science and destiny. And quite clearly, he has been uh, messing with his own destiny to the extent that someone like Benjamin Linus has been a fallback position. And that's why I feel like now that Locke's there on the island, he's... He's stepping back. He's stepping back. Well, you know, being uh, he's lo- losing communication with it because the person who was always meant to be there but was fighting against it. It's 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 fascinating. And, and what you you were saying yeah. before, what <laughs> what Lindelof has uh, has been saying as, as well with concentrating on the character. When you look at any great TV show that has had a cult following like that, mm. uh, you look at The Sopranos. The Sopranos wasn't about the crime. It wasn't about the violence. It was about the characters. Mm. You look at Twin Peaks. It wasn't about the mystery. It wasn't, you know... The, the people who didn't get it wanted to know who killed Laura Palmer. The yeah. people who did get it just wanted to be with the characters. Yeah, it was meant to be in the that, uh, that drove the whole thing. Yes. It was never meant to have been solved. No. 
And then what was it like? A few episodes into season two, ABC said you have to solve it. Yes. And, you know, if you watch the box set, geez, it just loses its way totally. It just, it, it, it yeah, it, David Lynch steps back from it after that and, yeah. uh, and doesn't pay enough attention to it. And these are the things, the characters are the things that drive the story and people, mm. people don't realize that uh, often enough i think this is the problem we're seeing with a lot of uh, australian shows at the moment i think that's what the problem we're seeing with navy seaboat uh is that the the characters just don't have enough in them you know it's yeah it's almost like she's a mother she cares about her kids go shoot yeah do it (laughs) it's like well the restaurant's itself there's got to be something else you know how fascinating is it to see a character like jack who has been our point of view character essentially from the first scene. And uh, we knew at the end of season three he ended up uh, pretty messed up. And to see the things that are messing him up, A, is the the doubt put into him by Hurley. Uh, You know, his father appearing and, you know, the the smoke alarm going off, you know, not working with uh, Christian Shepherd, there, and you think, oh, is that Smokey being able to travel off-island and on-island? But the thing that really is f- most fascinating in that episode is his inability to trust anybody. Like, he, he, he doesn't even propose to Kate until she's telling him that he's a good guy, so he's getting that affirmation. And then the next day, he's already, you know, freaking out about stuff because he's jealous and he's un- he doesn't trust people and he's got all these self-esteem issues. Like that's so much more fascinating than, than you know, Christian Shepherd turning up for me, you know, because the, these are, because by the end of by the end of the the whole storyline, what like of course I want to know what the island is and I want to know you know I, of course you want to know what the smoke creature is, but I, I want to know where all these people are going to end up. But I think that's also what keeps us you watching. know emotionally, you know that that is, that is also what keeps us watching is that we know. Because of the mystery, mm. we know that there is a natural end point to the story. Mm. And this is, this is something that I've been arguing on the show for, for quite a while, is we can't anymore enter into a television show that doesn't have a natural conclusion mm. that, uh, that could go on ad infinitum. We just can't have that emotional investment anymore. Uh, whereas because we know this is going to end, because we know this is going to be a set story, because we know there are rules mm. within the story and the creators are going to work towards those rules and w- within those rules mm. uh, that we can actually let ourselves go and, and get lost in the in the show. Yeah. You know, Lindelof has, uh, and Cuse have said they know exactly what happens in the final scene. Well, didn't and, they show it to Brian K. Vaughan or... Uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller. He's told Mark Miller what the uh, the ending is and uh, Miller just said, man, when you go back right from the start, you'll see they've been laying all the clues. It's all there. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. And, uh, and And Brian K. Vaughan's... Uh, episodes have been pretty good. Oh I'd yeah, say. he's it's, been really good. Jeez. He's he's the he's the hottest thing in comics at the moment, Brett. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughan. He's he's just amazing. I'm ahead of him. Um, now, for for people watching along at home, uh, what are your online resources as far as kind of discussion boards and, and theories? Uh, you and- know, uh, I, I can never quite remember what the actual site is, but if you go to Google and put in "lost spoilers," I think that takes you to Dark UFO or something like that. Uh, but yeah, just look up Lost Spoilers and the first thing that comes up on the page, click on that and there's theories, there's, uh, there's, there's questions, there's continuity, which is good. 
um, you know, stuff that have have been answered and haven't been answered. And it seems mm-hmm. to be a fairly laid back site. If you go to the only other one I used to go to was four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two dot com, but. Jeez, there just seemed to be a lot of fucking numbnuts on it. Do you know what I mean? It was just so many people getting nasty and, you know, you don't know nothing, you know, that kind of thing where you just go, oh, I think you guys are missing the point. Well, and, and Ross also still speaks quite highly of the uh, Yahoo 7 Lost site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one, actually. So uh, so th- those are some Lost sites you can get on. We, we've been crapping on about Lost for a long time. And for, for, those, for, for those who aren't aware... <laughs> Justin and I will continue to do this for several hours after this show. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a little slice of our lives. Exactly. Okay, question three. Which can I... All these going to be about war. No. i got loads of... i got one on tennis, one on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box It's time for the Box Cutters quiz courtesy... Of Crumpler, mm-hmm. who are our giveaway sponsors. They give us stuff, Justin, yep. to give to, to our listeners. That's good. Crumpler's good. I'm yeah. not even saying that just to talk it up. I've uh, I've had Crumpler bags since 99. Uh, oh, listen to Mr. Early Adopter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they actually um, sponsored, or sponsored, mate. Yeah, I think it would be sponsored. Our, uh, I did a show with Limo at the town, ta- uh, where was it? The... Not the town hall, the trade centre. Uh, trade trade, trade hall. hall. Uh, back in 99, we did a show called Sugar and Spite, and we even had the little Crumpler uh, logo in between the photos of us. And we got some bags, and they were very nice, and those bags were cool. Yeah. So good on Crumpler. They make totally cool bags yeah. uh, and give us some to, to give to the listeners. You, you, I'll tell you here and now, this is how good Crumpler bags are. This uh, I was on a flight and uh, I had my computer in it, one of the bags that holds the computers, a Crumpler bag. It's underneath the chair in front of me and there was a little girl in that chair who pissed herself and it sunk through, like, of course I didn't know, it sunk through the, uh, sank through the See? chair into the, uh, into the, onto the bag. And the bag was covered in pee, didn't get through. Not one bit of it got through because I was thinking that girl has whizzed up my computer and completely fine, just washed down the outside. I can't give a better endorsement to Crumpler. It stops Four-year-old girls pee. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great. That's, they'll love that. Uh, they'll exactly. turn that into an ad. I hope they do. They will. This week's quiz question mm-hmm. is about one of my favourite quiz topics. The Justin Baton mid-1980s sitcom, It's Your Move. Was that a... Was there, was there, a, was there another woman? Was that... What was the? Hang on. What's okay, that okay. Show? Jason Bateman and his and his single mum. Yeah, uh, live in an apartment. Was was that there's Valerie? A, a, no, that no, that was, was Valerie. That an, right, yeah, yeah. But didn't what didn't Valerie get the ass from it? Yeah. No, no. That and was, then it was the Hogan family. That was and... that was Valerie. That's right. different. That was just a family based sitcom. It's your. He move. was in that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was in yeah, that. yeah. Right. It's your move uh, predates that. Right. Uh, it's between Silver Spoons and uh, and Valerie. Right, he did he a, Silver Spoons. Yeah, he was in Silver Spoons. Did he it's, replace Rick Schroeder? I or think something? I think he he may have. He right. was in he was in like twenty episodes of Silver Spoons or something like that, like the last season or the last two seasons. Uh, so maybe he was best friend. Maybe he replaced. I can't remember. Wow. But <laughs> he did do this show called It's Your Move, 
and uh, before or after Teen Wolf two, before Teen Wolf two, and uh, so in the mid eighties sitcom, it's your move with Jason Bateman. The Jason Bateman character has to organise a band for the school dance. <laughs> right. Through a, a series of misadventures, he creates puppets from dressed-up skeletons that he's stolen from the science labs. Right. Claiming that they are the band. I want to know, what is the name of the band? So, in the mid 1980s sitcom, It's Your Move, with Jason Bateman. Mm -hmm. Jason Bateman's character organises a fake band for the school dance. What is the name of the band? Please send your entries to hooray at boxcutters.net. Is that in the online script that uh, you'll find for that episode? I don't know. I don't know if there's an online script for for that. Just make sure it's not Doug. What, what, is, what is the name of the band? Hooray at boxcutters.net or click on the Contact Us link on the Boxcutters blog at boxcutters.net and uh, send us your entries by 4pm next Monday the 19th? 18th? 19th. 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 Next Monday the 19th of May. By 4pm next Monday the 19th of May, if we don't get any correct answer, answers by then... The quiz will roll over, but you will win yourself a fantastic crumpler bag. Bag? Messenger bag. Messenger bag. (laughs) I'm just waiting on confirmation for that, Brett. Yes. You will win yourself a wonderful crumpler bag for answering that question. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Speaking of uh, crumpler stuff, we they also give us stuff to uh, give to our lovely guests. They do. Justin? Oh. It's the John Thursday 50 oh, accessory right. and pouch for wow. you. So Thanks. It's, it's a little pouch to... Uh, to Just a, to... a memento from the show. and uh, Yeah, that's great. A symbol of our appreciation. Something to put your keys in. in when you play basketball? Yeah, you know, I'm going to... Oh, I was going to put uh, Ninja Stars, but uh, oh, yeah. that, that would probably come in handy. It, 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 does, it does fit Shuriken. Yeah, that would be does. so sweet. It's Thank great. you for that. And look, if a girl was... Uh, if a four-year-old girl was to pee on that on, on my while I was wearing it, wouldn't go through. Wouldn't, wouldn't go through. Exactly. It'd go straight off into your pants. Yeah, crumpler, pee-proof. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Two thumbs up from the hamster. Nice. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> Brett, what, uh, what news didn't you fit into the news? <laughs> this is what pork has become, Justin. It, no, no, it used to, I wasn't going to be, do that. Like, oh, we, we, things happen during the week in I television. Watched, we saw I've got something stuff under the... pork. Oh, he does. Okay. And, and right. often Brett just goes, oh, I didn't get to do this during but the news. But given that you've asked, um, did, you, did you read the article in The Age about uh, the ABC shops closing down? And, it's uh, not real. Taking it over? Well, yeah. Uh, a spokesperson, Sandy Kolkoff from the ABC, has said that... Uh, That's not a real name. It's absolutely <laughs> incorrect, this report. But I do wonder where uh, where it's come from, if it's completely incorrect, or if they've just changed their minds, I'm because I could certain. see the, the public outrage building. Yeah. Um, given that they... Had given that uh, Annika Smethurst for The Age had a quote from Dan Grover, chief executive of Dimex, saying we've had a great long-term relationship with the ABC and we're just extending the relationship. Obviously, he thought that something was going on at the time. Yeah, right. I'm pretty certain I saw uh, an ABC section at JB Hi-Fi. Really? Yeah. That's... 
I don't, you know what? I can section in the DVDs or in the music. It was or? in the DVD section, and I'm pretty mm. certain it was a whole lot of. Uh, that could just be their their categorizing, though. Yeah, but still, that's you know. Rather than like, there wasn't any ABC. Show. Well, I'm, I'm uh, sure they, no, I'm sure they're more likely to spe- sell more things at JB Hi-Fi than they would be in their own stores. Have you been into an ABC store recently? There's not much there. There's not much there, and they're dead. No one goes there. Who wants to buy a Triple J t-shirt these days? No one. Well, I think no. also they're, they're pretty pricey compared to stuff that you can get in other stores. Like JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. So why, yeah. so why um, would you bother? But uh, I, I think that it is a worry uh, that this has even been contemplated as far as the ABC Charter in advertising, um, as we see with SBS at the end of programs saying the DVDs available at Dimmicks. Um, if it is to go down that path, I think that that'll be commercialisation of the ABC, and that's not good. Uh, yeah, that, I hadn't mm. thought about that. That's, uh, that is not good. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Hey, uh, I think we've taken this whole uh, let's take a talent and exploit it in competition form. Mm. To, to as far as it can go. I, don't I really know. we haven't seen uh, Australia's best knitter yet. Yeah, but it's it's getting that way because David Koch is going to be hosting a new show called Battle of the Choirs. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm Jesus. serious. Now, unless Shit. unless Battle of the Choirs means one choir on one side, one choir on the other side, two people are chosen from the choir, their hands are tied together, they have a knife in their other hand, and they have yep. to circle around Junk each Q-tips. other, beat it style. Yeah, I'm in for that. How good would it be if it was a choir on one side and the choir boys on the other side <gasps> just lick it up, beating the crap run, out of them? Run to Paradise choir yeah. yeah. How good would that Actually, be? Actually, I, I know Mark Gable. <laughs> yeah. He does uh, radio up in Sydney. He does a, an afternoon show on Sundays on Vega. Oh, really? Strangely enough, yeah. Oh, really nice guy. Really? You know, yeah. you know someone on Vega? <laughs> in Sydney. Brett, uh, Brett, Brett's, uh, Brett's friends with Wil- Wilbur Wilde. Who's not oh. on Vega. Yeah, what happened there? Who was? He was. Well, he was. Unceremoniously <coughs> sacked. Yeah, I they heard that his show was quite good. It was. But, you know, commercial radio. Well, he- Vega were going for something else to. Uh, like, were they really upset with that half a percent uh, that or they get? somebody younger. Well, you know, I heard, um, I've heard i heard that their breakfast show is really good. I've always been a big fan of Dave O'Neill. I think Dave's great. And uh, who was it? Dicko and... And, uh, and Chrissy Chris from Big Brother. I've heard that their breakfast show is really quite good. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, they've got a podcast uh, yeah. of the breakfast show, and I've listened to that, and the podcast is really good. But I never know if that's an indication that the show is good or just that they managed to You're edit together 20 minutes of great stuff from the show. Oh, you know, that's a that's a good point. What, what, what does Vega play? Like, I'm not even being... It's for baby boomers. It, it opened up with half talk, half music. That didn't work for them. It's it's, it's all Fleetwood Mac all the time. 70s, 80s in today. Oh, dear. Fleetwood Mac, Steely Dan. Oh. There you go. Jeez. That's no wonder a, I've never gone there. Yeah, it's, it's not for you, Justin. Yeah, it's very commercial. It's, right. It's not no, for you. None of this, only one out at a time. Yeah, but right. <laughs> Battle of the Choirs, though. Mm, well, sorry. You know, yeah, this this is, this is, television. Is, hmm. uh, but, but Battle surely, of the Choirs... Surely it's just Channel 7 saying, well, the ABC had a really big hit with the Choir of Hard Knocks. They've got thousands of people turning up in Melbourne Town Hall to see them uh, perform live. Obviously... Australia loves choirs and we must have a choir show. Mm. Well, see, the thing is, I think this is, yes, it is a, uh, it's a foreign, uh, foreign purchase. Ah. So uh, it's a Granada production. So Granada, uh, kind of the, the end of all of, uh, of uh, Battle of the Choirs. 
And, uh, yeah, I, I thought it had been on somewhere else. So they say 16, this is from the, the, the media release, 16 choral groups from around Australia, gospel, barbershop, classical, pop, a cappella, jazz, soul, all genres are represented. Yeah, right. You know, there Where's, is no way in hell I'm going to watch this show. This sounds terrible. It really does. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, I, I can't even see, like, what's the market? Uh, the same people who Hillsong? like Dancing with the Stars. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, no. no, no, I reckon the same people that watch Songs of Praise. Um, but uh, unlike Dancing with the uh, sorry, not not Dancing with the Stars, uh, uh, the one on Channel 10. So you think you can the, dance? So you think you can dance. I yeah, can't right. see... Pleb, pleb dancers. I can't see these choirs um, actually kind of venturing into other, other genres of uh, choral music. Well, and and here's here's the thing, uh, uh, but it's personal, it's personality, passion, power, and performance that they'll need to make it past the judges when they're challenged to perform songs from the likes of Kylie Minogue, Meatloaf, Rihanna, Kiss, ACDC, Scissor Sisters, Stevie Wonder, and more. But does that wow. just mean that the barbershop quartet are going to be kicked out early because nobody likes barbershop anymore? Oh, Barbershop done well is really good. Yeah. It's really entertaining. You've got to do it like the Isn't guys from Scrubs. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Human nature? The, the guys from, from Scrubs. No, it's not human nature. It's not, no, that was a... Uh, that... I think you just did a Matt Hardy joke on us. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's down to selections. Uh, the, yeah, the Scrubs... Know, human, the sh- human nature's the Michael Jackson quartet, song. Uh, Charles in Charge. That doesn't get out there enough. Yeah, no. It works, it works very nicely. It works very nicely. That brings us to the end. Of box cutters, episode. well, you've still got something else. You I still have box? stuff. Yes. Well, go on. Give us one thing. Seventy uh, show is uh, that seventy show is coming up to its last episode to be screened on Channel Seven in May sometime. I believe I'm just trying to find it. Can't see it. Um, the last season, it's dire. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Topher Grace have left, and it's it's really painful to watch. Oh, really? Yeah. It started off so well. It was I, a, it was a real. It was remember, really funny. Do you remember two guys a girl in a pizza place? Oh yeah, two guys and girl. Uh, two guys go in a pizza place. That first series was fantastic, and this that seventy show reminds me of of that because the the first series they they started around the same time. The first series of that seventies show was really entertaining, a real surprise because you, you look at the title, you look at the concept, and you go, eh, whatever. But again, the characters were really good, and it, it was really enjoyable and, and mm-hmm. really. Great to watch and had some yeah. really good gags in it. The two guys are going on a pizza place. It was exactly the same same thing. Great characters, really interesting storyline, and 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 really good gags with the characters in place. Yeah. They changed it the second season from two guys are going on a pizza place to two guys and a girl. Ruined the entire show. Changed the whole concept pretty much, and uh, and just ruined it. When when they change a show like that, and that seventies show quite a while ago changed the theme song. Oh, what happened? No, no, the theme song's still the no. same. No, yeah. they changed. The, you go back and watch the original episodes, and you compare the theme songs. They changed the theme song. It's it's different. It is it is a different song. It's a different version of the song. Uh, it's it's done differently. Uh, they they really did things that they shouldn't have done to the show. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, and another thing is, is a sitcom just needs to know when to die. Yeah. And t- it hasn't been the same since Tracy Lords left. L- left that seventies show. Yeah, which one was Tracy Lords? Uh, Ex porn star. Oh no, yeah, but no, no, she no. was the the wife of uh, the next door neighbour. 
Oh, oh was she? Yeah. She's a lot taller than... Uh, what? No, that wasn't Tracy Lords, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What was uh, what was the uh, red-haired oh, girl's old. name or auburn-haired, the tall girl? In yeah. What, what was her name? I uh, can't remember. See, you know, one of the things I liked about it was that you, you, your main female character in it was she wasn't your quintessential looking girl in a sitcom. Do you know what I mean? Like, she was tall, you know, she was gorgeous, but she, you know, she was kind of... she was built, she was solid. Yeah. And then then the other girl was this this tiny, scrawny... but but really like looked like a midget by by comparison and and you don't get that yeah normally they get everyone trying to look the same and I I really liked that dynamic in that show I thought that was a you know not I wouldn't say it was quite subversive but it was just a breath of fresh air to have a a strong woman character that wasn't you know that like everybody else wasn't trying to make them look like they were from friends or stuff like that so it's a it's a shame to hear that the last season's been so but the, the same Terrible. thing. The same thing happened with Third Rock as well, and and, and I think a lot goes to uh, to their casting. Their casting is always great mm. when they start a show, and and they've got a, a clear cut concept behind it. Yeah, the casting in Third Rock was fantastic. The casting in that seventies show was was really really good. Mm. Uh, but you just got to let these shows die. Mm. And and die naturally, not extend them beyond their life. When your stars are leaving, happy days. Mm. End the show. Yeah. Don't continue it without your stars. Yeah, that's that's a, a sure sign that you're doing something wrong. Although that seventy show did do a kind of season per year of the seventies, and and did progress as far as that went. Still, how long did it go? How many seasons? Is that? Eight. 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 Oh wow! I didn't, yeah. didn't realize it was that many. That's a pretty good effort. You know, yeah. um, about one of the only shows uh, that seems to have kept a, a relatively good standard is ER. And that has, you know, that's had a massive turn. There's no one from the original cast left on it. A couple of episodes I've seen, you know, is it as good? No. But it's not, it's not horrendous. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a it's bad still, show. it's not a bad show. It's, it's, it's still actually quite a good show. Well, yeah, yeah. A, a bad episode of ER is still as good as a really good episode of, uh, of Third Watch. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, it it did well. Yeah, but it's the, you finally know, but, coming to an end. But you had, uh, you know, you only had people going one at a time. You know, Clooney was still there for like five seasons before he left. Uh, Anthony Edwards was there, I think, for another three seasons after that or well, something. He died of cancer and then didn't die of cancer and then uh, and then, and then finally did die of cancer. Yeah, and then huh? uh, what? He had cancer. Left. He had a brain tumor or something. Yeah. Like he had cancer, left, got better, came back, uh, and then had cancer again and died. Yep. Done. Went off to, to some tropical paradise. and you, you know what I hope uh, goes for the right amount of time? I watched uh, the first episode of Flight of the Concords. Ah, yes. Something else I was hoping to mention in Port. It was great. If you weren't up on it, have, you haven't seen it. No, no. You know, I've got the first season on DVD and just haven't had time to watch them. And I was in Sydney last night with a mate of mine. And it came on, and we had to rove. Yeah, and yeah. and we were like, oh, okay, well, let's uh, check this out. And it's funny. I'm kicking myself that I hadn't started watching it earlier. It's it's so good. Yeah, and it's uh, they're bite sized and they're real easy to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it hit and miss. Really, personally, I I kind of there are bits of it that I. Is that I've because Brett stole your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a it's about I've seen about four or five episodes of it. Uh, and I 
I keep watching it, and it's it's entertaining and, and enjoyable, and I think it's great for a, a ten o'clock, ten thirty Sunday night slot. I, I think can't it's... believe that uh, you know that it got up and running in America. Do you know what I mean? It's just so different to oh yeah yeah, yeah you know. So well, but have, as it, I'm only talking of experience of one. You've seen all of them, is that correct? The whole first season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've seen four or five. I've seen four or five. Uh, but you know, Kristen Schaal's character is 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 great. She's really funny. Oh uh, man, the the I know that character. It's uh, it, it, it's it's fun. Like, mm. I mean, that's that's the whole thing about it. It is it is a fun show. Mm. Uh, I think I'm looking at it a, a little bit too uh, too critically. I, I like the supporting cast a lot more than I like than I like them. I yeah, think right. that's a that that's a, a large part of it. Uh, or I like one of them, but I don't like the other one. Right. Which one don't you like? I don't think I like Jermaine. Why? Uh, I just find his character annoying. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, so, anyway, so, you know, half the show's good as, as far as, and, and half of it makes me go, oh, show the other guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> show the other guy more. <laughs> You're watching it with one eye closed. Yeah. So, you can just see... <laughs> Just the one, one, one camera on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all I want. And that brings us to the end. The other heads up oh. was uh, Big Love has moved into uh, the second season on Saturday on Nights on SBS. SBS. Yes. Oh, yeah, check that out, definitely. It's excellent. Yeah, they just didn't break after the first season. Great, good on them. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 132. I want to say thanks very much to Justin Hamilton. And I want to say thank you to Jesus for making this all possible. Oh, oh is it Jesus? Bless. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, Seuss. Who, who, who lets us work here? A triple R. Oh, triple R. Thank you, triple R. <laughs> I knew it was triple R or Jesus. Yeah, Thanks for having me on, guys. They're, they're very similar. Thank, thank you for, uh, uh, for, for coming in. It's, uh, it's always great to, to talk about Lost. And uh, as I said, we're going to talk about it a lot more later we on. Certainly uh, and uh, ju- ju- you're touring around. You're going to be doing uh, Roadshow. Uh, yes. Comedy Festival Roadshow? Yes. Uh, anyone in Western Australia, I will be there for three and a half weeks up and down the coast uh, from the end of May till about mid-June. Then uh, I think it'll be Brisbane in July and Sydney in August. Is, are you doing your uh, the, the Killing Joke, the show that you did in, in Melbourne Comedy Festival? No, no. I, I don't know. I, you know what? I really enjoyed doing that show, but I feel like... Uh, it's done? I feel like it's done. You're going to do the uh, the trilogy anywhere? I just did the trilogy in Sydney, all in one night. I feel like that's done as well. Right. I feel like I'm I'm ready to do something new, something fresh. Yeah, something that's going to be full of ideas. That's going to make people fall over and go, "Why didn't you just do one of them?" I think, nah, bugger it, Miles will do all fifteen. Excellent. <laughs> Can't wait. I want to say thanks to Three Triple R, as Justin did, for uh, letting us use their studios for recording this podcast. One hundred two point seven on the FM band locally in Melbourne, or at rrr.org.au online. And I also want to say thanks to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. We've talked about them a lot, but you can find them on the web at r. Uh, no, crumpler.com.au. Yeah, oh, I'm doing it. The, I'm doing it the wrong way around, and that's it, that's where uh, I'm getting confused. It stops four-year-old girls pee. That's how good their bags are. They're pretty good. Is that a guarantee? That is a guarantee. That's I've, the, that's I've the got hammer the, guarantee. I've got the Stan Crumpler bag to prove it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to share it with people, you want to share your enjoyment with people, please go into the iTunes Music Store and write a review like so many other people have done and help us go up in the rankings at the iTunes Music Store so that more people can find 
box cutters and listen to it and enjoy it. And also just, you know, put one on a CD, give it to your friends or tell your friends to download it or send them links via email. Spam them. Do whatever you need to. It'll be fun. Until next week, if you want to email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. My name is Josh Canal. I'm Justin Hamilton. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.